Hi, and welcome to the Imperfect Eganescent Podcast with Emily and Helen. In today's episode, we will be talking about the decolonization of Myanmar. Myanmar is a country in Southeast Asia that is famous for its rich Buddhist culture. So, before we dive into the specifics of Myanmar's decolonization, let's define the word itself, decolonization. Decolonization, by definition, is the action or process of a state withdrawing from a former colony, leaving it independent. Myanmar, along with a vast number of other countries, was colonized by Britain. Care to explain how this happened then? Sure thing! Myanmar, formerly known as Burma, was first colonized by Britain in 1824 after the loss of the Third Anglo-Burmese War. After the British had defeated the Burmese, they overthrew the monarchy and removed the Sangha, or monkhood, from their revered place in the government. Additionally, the British removed the patriarchal office of the Buddhist clergy. So how did this affect the people of Burma? What were the effects of British colonization specifically? Glad you asked, Helen. As you might have guessed, the Burmese people did not take well to their entire system of government being overthrown by foreign power. For the first five years of Burma's colonization, Groups of rebels participated in guerrilla warfare against their British oppressors. This rebellion was met with harsh backfire. The British carried out mass executions and other atrocities. Not only that, but due to the British separating the Sangha from the state, the monk and, uh, and the state had a mutually beneficial relationship which prevented the abuse of exemptions granted to clergy. The separation of the Sangha also led to the decline of clergy, which increased secular education among the Burmese citizens. This caused a religious dilemma. That's right, and on top of all of the religious and political conflict which took place as a result of colonization, economic conflict occurred as well. Prior to colonization, Burma had a rich agricultural economy and was able to build impressive infrastructure. Under British colonialism, Burma was forced to transition into an export economy and lost much of their resources. As you can suspect, due to this, in the beginning of the 20th century, nationalism emerged among Burmese citizens. This took place in the form of the growing ideas of a possibility of independence from Britain. How were the youth in Burma of the day involved in this? Well, one specific example was when the students at the Rangoon College went on strike because the school excluded the Burmese population. Soon, the public joined in with this strike, and the Buddhist clergy also gave their support. This movement became known as the Takin Movement. Wow, it's amazing to hear about how people close to our age stood up for justice in their own country. It certainly is. After the Takin movement, a leader named Saya Sam led Burmese peasants to revel and resist against the British and Indians. Well, this was all before World War II occurred, right? Yeah, so after World War II started in Europe, the Burmese leaders wanted to make a deal with the British before supporting them in the war. Aung San, who was supposed to be arrested, escaped to China and recruited 29 men to receive military training in Japan. The Japanese promised to help Burma gain its independence, but when the Japanese troops reached Bangkok, which is in Thailand, Aung San announced the Burma Independence Army, also known as the BIA. At this point, the Japanese had made their way to Burma, and had occupied the country, which resulted in the disbandment of the BIA and formed a smaller Burma Defense Army, which Aung San was the commander of. Later, the Japanese appointed Bama as the first prime minister under the 1937 constitution, and Aung San was part of the cabinet. In 1943, the Japanese declared Burma a fully sovereign state. However, the Burmese government was still not fully independent with the J Japanese army ruling. 
While this was happening, Aung San reached out for help to Lord Louis Mountainbotten, an ally in Southeast Asia, and rejoined the British side with his army, the BNA, a.k.a. their Burman National Army. That's right. Through Aung San's plan, the Japanese were defeated in May 1945. However, the British military who had returned demanded that Aung San should be put on trial for being a traitor, but Mountbatten, who had recognized the extent of Aung San's effort in the BNA, sent Sir Hubert Rance. When the war ended, Rance was replaced with the former civilian governor. This new administration arrested Aung San for betraying the country. This caused great anger amongst the Burmese people. As the Burmese people prepared for rebellion, the British government saw conflict arising and reinstated Rance, who the Burmese people seemed to respect. After Rance was reinstated, he formed a new cabinet, including Aung San, and started discussing how a peaceful transition of power might occur. In January 1947, the British finally agreed to Burma's independence. Then Rance asked Takin Nu to form a new cabinet, and a new constitution was written on January 4, 1948 which made Burma a sovereign, independent nation at last. Oh, oh, Woo! Freedom! Yay! Okay, now that we know how Myanmar gained its independence, let's talk about some of the recent news. So, recently, Myanmar has been in the news a lot. On September 18th, 2020, General Sam Wong and the military seized control of the government. Many people took to the streets to protest this, but they were suppressed. Yes, then on February 1st, 2021, the military again seized control after claiming there was a fraud in the recent election where the Democratic Party, specifically the NLD, which stands for National League of Democracy, won by a landslide. The coup took place um, as a new session of parliament was said to take place. So, what happened to the figure leader of the Democratic Party, Aung San Suu Kyi? She is currently in an unknown location after being pressed with various charges by those who believe the election was a fraud. If she is not present and her party is also in hiding, who is in control of the country now? Currently, military commander-in-chief Min Helm Hlaing is in power. The power the people have not reacted well to this, and all kinds of workers have taken to protesting. Not only that, but the cruel actions of the government are putting the people in danger. The government and police have been violent against the citizens of Myanmar and have started to spread propaganda. Hundreds of people have died brutal deaths due to the control of the military, many of them unable to return to their families. One instance that stood out the most to me was when a young man was shot while protesting and the soldiers only returned his brain in a plastic bag to his mother in order to hide evidence of their actions. Oh my goodness, that is almost unbelievable to think that actually happened. Um... What else has the coup caused among these peaceful protesting citizens? Um, first of all, I think it's important to address that the citizens are peacefully protesting against the military's martial laws, which includes subjects like the cutting off of Wi-Fi, which is very vital during this time of the pandemic where students are learning through online school. Um, not only that, but setting curfews and taking the citizens' freedom of speech away by arresting all their leaders that have been rightfully elected are some of the other things that the military is currently doing to the country. Mm. I've seen in the recent news, actually, that the international community has been siding with the Myanmar people on these issues. So, the U.S. and the U.K., which was formerly the colonizer of Myanmar, have responded with sanctions on military officials. China has backed calls for the release of Aung San Suu Kyi 
and a return to the democratic normality. Finally, Southeast Asian countries have been pursuing diplomatic efforts to end the crisis. Well, that's a wrap. We would like to thank Britannica and BBC World News for posting free resources online, which we use for our research purposes. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you learned something today about decolonization in Myanmar. Bye. Thank you. Uh-huh.